containers in the building. With Hollywood code, I'm with Marley G, bro. Flying Holly Grow chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog millionaire Bollywood flowing up. It's the 401, episode 41. We are live from my house. It is your host, Tanner Ward. Along with me, as always, today on my left, Mr. Nick Duskit. How's it going, guys? We're excited to be back again. <laughs> We are back for episode 41, again, recording live from my casa here, and we got... <laughs> casa de Ward. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We have sports back. This is our first episode since sports are back, and we will uh, kind of look over real quick of what we're going to be jumping in today. We have some stuff to talk about the MLB. What are we thinking about the new season so far? Uh, the Cardinals with COVID. John Heyman on Twitter. Sigh. Uh, in the MLB playoff format breakdown, we'll jump in the NFL. Their opt-out deadline is tomorrow. Uh, I have an NFL bubble idea. And then we'll talk a little NHL. Their bubble has been amazing. Their playoffs are working. We're going to talk about that. A little MLS for the Lou, just a quick bang, bang. And then we'll wrap this thing up with some stories. And with all those sports back, the most important news right now, the XFL is back. That is the biggest news right now for us. The XFL is back, people. We are back. I think for St. Louis, definitely that is the biggest news. Maybe other cities, not so much. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I know you're excited. We yeah. want Call Call Nation back in our lives. I need I need some Battlehawks back in my life. Uh, you know, I only got to experience two home games. Me and you were heading to that L.A. game that was going to be sold out. I, I was calling it. We were only, what? Maybe 10,000 seats away from yeah. selling out the Dome. Maybe probably less than that. It's a, it's interesting because this kind of seems like a good timeline, unlike the the NFL, which they don't know what's going to happen if they're going to have fans and all that. We'll get into more of that later. But the XFL seems to be legit now. It seems to be like this is going to be the first entertainment that we're going to have in stadiums fully. College, you don't know what's going to happen. They're not going to do it for the NHL at all. MLB definitely not going to do it. So, so for those of you who uh, didn't see the news, uh, the a, a group, an investor group led by Dwayne the Rock Johnson, can you smell? So you know it's going to work. It's Dwayne Johnson, uh, some other dude. I missed his name here. Uh, where was it? Danny Garcia and the Redbird Capital Partners. They bought it for fifteen million dollars. One five. Million dollars after Vince McMahon put almost half a billion into this product. <laughs> but they filed for bankruptcy and then they bought it in bankruptcy court. It was sold as a TV ready product, as in play in 2021 with a some kind of bubble system in place. Yeah, I think that um, not enough was actually changed. I'm, I'm hoping to see some new changes again in this league. Other than that, yeah, I'm just excited. It's just a, it's a high of XFL Battlehawk Nation. I mean, I have I have an NFL bubble idea that could work, and I'm just an ideas guy. It's not it's not foolproof. It's gonna need some help, but I have you know, I got it started. Okay. How much easier it is to start it with the XFL? Just eight teams. You could yeah. bubble the XFL. So with you know the NBA, the NHL, uh, and his MLS, they're bubbling. And it's working. There's no COVID going on in, in, in MLB and NHL. Their bubble's working. The MLB and the NFL, too big to bubble. There's too many people on the rosters. Yeah. Well, but really, there's too many yeah, people there on the is. rosters. There's too many people on the stats, especially the NFL. You can't bubble that. The XFL, you could. There's only eight teams. Now, again, I, I, don't, I want to experience games at the Dome. But if they're back for 2021, I'm going to be all over that. And maybe, honestly, I, I, we haven't got that much information about the XFL and everything, but they could maybe pay their players a little higher with 
just only paying $15 million for this startup. Uh, I think the the total kind of came around to $200 million. I mean, he started everything, though. Like, yeah. He didn't have to build anything, luckily, which that's where kind of the money comes in. But with this scenario and what they've learned from the mistakes that McMahon did and maybe some of these markets that didn't succeed, have a couple new teams... And let's go. We I, learned it. I feel like with the XFL, you need one full season, and then you can expand. You can make fifteen million in one season. Yeah, easy. And, and I honestly thought that the product that they put out last year, they had the product in place that they were going to expand at least two, if not four teams after one season. Like they, I felt like they had that good of a product. I think they still need to find an identity, which The Rock is no short on having an identity. But they definitely need to find an identity that is more exciting. Um, obviously, I think we talked about this uh, when it first came into our, our minds and our lives of the 50-yard, the whoever touches the ball first wins coin flip. That was an idea. Identity oh, like rugby yeah, style? Yeah, that was an identity that they had back in, what, 2001 or whatever it started up. But they just need an identity. Like mm-hmm. the kickoffs... Weren't enough I, to have an identity. I feel like I feel like they kind of did. They they can become kind of an identity of we are going to be the rule testers. We are going to take this new wacky concept. We're going to try it try it out in our league, and then maybe the NFL adopts it. So they're kind of like an NFL minor league that has no association actually with the NFL. Like that's what you want to be though. You want to be the farm system for the NFL because that's how you're going to attract more talent. Oh, for sure. I, I don't get, like, the actual game itself should no. be different. Yeah. I think there just needs to be something I think, that... I kind of think that they had just enough rules in place that were different from the NFL that were working. Because their on-field product were working, their off-the-field product were working. The interviews right after play, some of it got a little old, but some of it was gold. Some of it worked very well. Um, Do you think, like, ESPN and all these television networks... That were airing the XFL are going to take another risk on having yeah. prime time, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know because obviously they got to look at what the ratings are. I don't know what the ratings off the top of my head were, but if the ratings were solid, I they definitely dipped from week one. You know, between week one and week five, they probably did dip. But if they were able to stay steady, I feel like some of the networks will want to stay with it because obviously they would have had a full season and I think had a successful playoff system had it not been for this yeah. pandemic. So I feel like if you're these networks, you got to be like, all right. What were your numbers through five weeks if they were staying steady? I almost think you got to take a shot on. Yeah, and obviously the pandemic actually kind of was the last nail in the coffin for the uh, XFL. Um, just uh, just thinking forward and um, seeing what their competition is going to be like too. I don't know when the Olympics are going to be happening again, but they could be fighting if it is going to be next was year, it? two years. Yeah, uh, the Olympics because no one really wants to do the Olympics unless they are completely sure that they are safe from all the um, the viruses. Yeah, well, I don't remember if it was going to be twenty twenty one or twenty two. They were still they were still going to call it no no the uh, the Olympics. Oh, okay, they were still going to call it the twenty twenty Olympics, but it wasn't. It was going to be in twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, I, I have a, a quick thing too that I have noticed on social media, especially, and that is people thinking coronavirus for stuff. And I think coronavirus is just slapped in the face, like, oh, thanks, coronavirus, for canceling my wedding. Like, yeah. don't don't jokingly thank coronavirus. It it understands our pain. <laughs> <It> <laughs> knows. That's what I, I – the first night we had sports back, that first night of Nationals and Yankees. Okay. And we had the rain delay. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I was just making this bit of just like – uh, COVID sitting there like you guys thought you're gonna have sports back. Or no, it's yeah. 2020. <laughs> you guys, you guys are such idiots. You thought you were getting Mother sports Nature back. is a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> but coronavirus is too. Yeah. Uh, do we want to jump over to MLB? I guess. But hey, again, the biggest news: the XFL is back. We're gonna be cock on in no time. Can you? I don't even know if I have a voice for. I, I don't. I just got mine back. <laughs> We couldn't record yesterday because my voice was just... I sound like I had been smoking for 40 years. <laughs> uh, all right, so with the MLB... I mean, the MLB is... It's working and it's not at the same time. I think the the no fans in the stands... I mean, I'm happy to get what we get right now. I think a lot of people are the same way. They're just okay watching baseball. We've been without sports for so long. The no fans aren't really... 
messing with them. I will say, like, with the Cardinal games, they're doing such a good job with the the pumped-in noise. Yeah. It sounds like if you can if you can only see the camera on the field and you can't see the empty seats, it feels like a real game with the PA system pumping in the noise. It really does. They do a great job. There was a routine fly-out to Dexter Fowler that opening weekend, and he caught it, and they had just the right... Just the right amount Just of cheer. The right amount of cheer for like uh, the second out of the. How many levels do you think they have? Like one to four? You that's, think? That's what I was thinking. I was like, is there a button for like routine out yeah. in the fifth inning? Because that's what it was. It was a routine pot fly in the fifth inning of like a one-two run game. He catches it. Just enough cheer for it. Not too excited. Not too low. That sounds good. But there are there are some oddities. I know you know with the the car. I'm a little bit disappointed in the cutout game. The cardboard yeah. cutout game. I really thought we were going to go full KBO with it and have some fun with it, but I, it's not really. I haven't really seen that. I haven't got to watch nearly as much baseball as I wanted to, but I haven't seen anything extremely exciting. I think the best thing they've done with the cutouts is mailing people the home run ball if it hits the yeah. cutout. Honestly, I'd rather just see like a flat land and see how really far it goes, but that's not going to happen. Um, another thing that just came into uh, into play, which actually it's not play, but the Cardinals at the um, – Dream of field. Dream yeah, field the field of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's canceled. So yeah, that really sucks. That was going to be really cool because yeah. the whole the whole little league game, you know. Yeah. I didn't really care for that. Yeah. But the the field of dreams is going to be sweet. That was going to be sweet, especially when the ghosts started coming out of the outfield. Oh yeah. That was sure. going to be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, I don't mind the empty stadiums. I hate the uh, hologram or whatever um, fans that they have in the outfield. Like at, I think it's mainly on the ESPN, like you know, big game network games. But, um, but oh, no. like the MLB, the show fans. Yeah, pretty much. Honestly, it's, yeah. it's exactly what it that's, is. That's what the broadcast has become. It's became. It's like you're watching like MLB the show demo mode because you can't play it. You're just forced to watch it. That's what it feels like right now. Yeah. Pumped in crowd noise. You have the yeah, the CGI fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially with Matt Vasgersian's calling it. It feels yeah. like you're just playing MLB the show. Yeah. Um, honestly, like I, I don't think that MLB is where it should be too talent-wise. I think that a lot of the players need to catch up. I, we, I've talked about you with this, like the, the, the Flaherty's and all these people that are the aces and elite players, they're way above the whole league right now. I don't think we are seeing the best baseball that we can yet. And it, you know, it's a short season too, so I just want to see a little bit better baseball. I think um, the ratings on the MLB right now aren't great, uh, but yeah, with two teams completely out of the scenario, two right, well not scenario, just out of play right now, it, it's it's weird. It's so weird to think about. Yeah, I was looking up. Um, yeah, I was just double checking a stat real quick. You talk about the Aces being on top of their game. I was looking up Garrett Cole just to double check to make sure. Garrett Cole is 3-0 and already. Jesus. Jack Flaherty hasn't got a second start. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's so weird about this. Again, some of it's working, some of it's not. Uh, but with the Marlins and Cardinals, you know, they're going to have so many makeup games. And the Phillies, too. Uh, I saw Andrew McCutcheon was pissed at the Marlins. Did you see that? I did not. Uh, McCutcheon was saying, you know, we did everything right and we had to miss games because they screwed up. Which... There is a lot of stuff going around the the MLB ne- uh, network of you know the Cardinals maybe going to a casino. I no one really knows know. this. Good We're not going to speculate anything. Look, they we might do have. have three casinos in St. Louis that are very close. But, well, they're saying uh, up in uh, oh, Wisconsin, yeah, yeah. which wouldn't surprise me. Let's be honest, Wisconsin just a breeding they ground of COVID. Two Wisconsin though. Now, Wisconsin's a breeding ground of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> We all know if the Cardinals players contracted COVID by breaking protocol, it was definitely in Wisconsin. Okay. There's just so much COVID up there. That's just a shot for Jim. A lot of cheese. That's just a shot for Jim. Maybe it's in the cheese. <laughs> it's in the cheese. But, yeah, I think it was something with the Cardinals who are going to have 56 games to play in like 50 or 52 days, something like that. Yeah. When they ever, so I did see the MLBPA, MLB both agreed – I haven't seen anything since the agreement, but I did see that they agreed to seven-inning double-headers, so there's a chance that that is in the future, that all these makeup games, because they're going to have to play so many double-headers, their next series against the Brewers might have to be all double-headers. Yeah, or, or, you that's know, punishing other teams, honestly. And it, it kind of is, and but they might change it to seven-inning double-headers, 
which if you have a really good bullpen can help because you can throw the kitchen sink. I can use the opener in that which scenario. You and if you have one of the best bullpenners in yeah, the major leagues. Yeah, they do, and he can go multiple innings. And then they, if you have a really good starter, it's also very beneficial. Jack Flaherty can go seven, give you seven shutout or seven, you know, a quality start. Scherzer, Garrett Cole, that really helps because he's going the entire game for you. That's basically a complete game. Yeah. Anyone else in the like MLB? Like, like I said, I haven't watched much of the MLB since the Cardinals. But has anyone surprised you? Um, I think that the most dominant team right now are the Yankees and Twins, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, the uh, Twins. The Twins are looking really good. Their big factor last year was their pitching. They were just out slugging teams uh, with the Boomba Squad. Or I think it was was a Boomba Squad, whatever. But yeah, they were hitting bombs left and right. And now the offense is still there. I mean, they added Josh Donaldson to this offense. Nelson Cruz is like. Nelson Cruz is the Frank Gore of the MLB. Like he keeps getting older, keeps producing at the same age, and he just keeps slugging bombs. And now their pitching's coming around. Uh, I think the Reds kind of showing up a little bit. I'm not sure what their record is. Let me see if I can see it. But Sony Gray, Sony Gray is pitching extremely well, and that offense is playing. They're 500 club, but their offense is hitting. Uh, here we go. The Cubs. The Cubs are surprised me at eight and two because but they haven't played anyone. They played, I think, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, and I'm not. I'm, but they're still they played us. But they didn't play great yeah. last year. I mean, they yeah. were they were almost a 500 club last year. But the Cubs are playing extremely well. It was their best start, and God, I don't know how long it was. Um, the Braves at seven and four. Did you see Fulton Evich got DFA'd? No. Yeah, Fulton Evich got DFA'd. He looks like he's on meth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got what? The Twins are eight and four. Yankees are eight and one, and the Rockies are seven and two. Way to go, Rockies! Hey, yeah, they're they're a game up on the Dodgers right now. Jesus. Yeah, how about it? Uh, <laughs> Cardinals. <laughs> Cardinals are fourth in the Central at two and three. The Pirates are last in the Central at two and eight. <laughs> That's tough, right there. That's tough. <laughs> Look, I mean, we got a lot of ground to climb. You know, we're. Uh, we're six wins behind the Cubs, and we're one loss ahead of them. So, Jesus. I know uh, you weren't too happy with the strike zone so far. Oh, for sure. I, um, I think that the umpires are trying to um, get these games over with. It, it just has that kind of feeling like, hey, man, just swing the bat. I don't care. But at the same time, like there are some awful calls, yeah. and there's still strikes that aren't called strikes, but then there's ball called, balls called strikes, and it's got to be so frustrating. It seems like every hitter going up to that plate is frustrated with the umpire every I mean, single night. Is it just to the point now where every pitch is escalated more because it's a shortened season? I don't think so. I think the strikes aren't just that <laughs> bad. Um, and then when the Cardinals were playing, and Brad Thompson had a good quote about you know, maybe it's the catcher and the art of framing, but with the umpires being this awful, I don't know how much longer framing is going to be a thing because they're going to go to electric strike zone. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it is an art, and it, it's beautiful to see a catcher, but at the same time, you, I don't know, maybe just because we're watching TV, you can see that catcher pull it halfway across the strike zone just for it to be called strike. Yeah. Like, it's I, just so bad I love I love watching catchers frame pitches. Yeah. It's, it is it is an art of the game, though, and I, and I love to watch it. Like Especially when... Well, my well they also is, took the art of a double play away where you actually have to touch the bag instead of just hovering over it. And my, I'm fine with that. <laughs> my, my favorite part of the, of the uh, framing is when they're able to actually get the inch off the black. Not, not yeah. when they're grabbing it from, you know, four or five inches off and bringing it back. But when they don't have to move the glove, exactly. they, or not when they have to pull Yachty, it with the arm. That lower part of the strike zone corner, and when, you just plug it. When you just turn the glove, you yeah. keep the arm in the same spot, and you turn the glove kind of back towards the strike zone. That is the that is the framing I like. Also, whenever a catcher picks a 58-footer <laughs> and puts it in the middle, <laughs> I also love to watch zone. that. So, yeah. But yeah, the, the electronic strike zone's on its way. Like MLB's getting extremely progressive with Rob Manfred. Which, by the way, can we can we say something about Rob Manfred real quick? He doesn't have a job after this year. He he completely screwed up this entire offseason. I mean, he did just a terrible job setting up this whole season and not getting us started when we should have had baseball two months prior. And now he's blaming the players. He's you know he has said if if the teams can't get their players to 
stick within protocol and contain their own COVID stuff, they're going to have to cancel the league. And it's like, dude, we, you're, you screwed the pooch for multiple months when we should have had baseball, you know, when nothing else was going on, we should have still had something figured out for baseball. Rob Manfred wasn't doing his job. And now that we're actually playing and people are testing positive, now he's just blaming the player. You know, he's just pointing the finger. Honestly, that's like, not a good look for him. I think, like, with all these uh, like bubbles and conditions, like um, we have half the NHL play on one ice, like that's tougher than half the league play on one field. Mm-hmm. Like you can oh, do yeah. that. I mean, the grass is gonna obviously you know die and all that, but at the same time, he 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 just needed smarter people around him. It seems like, and he didn't have it. He didn't have it. So. Uh, so the the Cardinals with COVID right now is it how many thirteen total between players and staff I believe <clears throat> yeah. excuse me I think it was I think it was thirteen total you got Yadi Paul DeYoung uh, Junior Fernandez Ed, Edmundo Sosa uh, Rangel Ravello and Cody Whitley I don't know who Cody Whitley is I think he's just a younger guy but those are the six that uh, approved their their COVID becoming public obviously Yadi's the big one and and Paulie Paulie D because he's our four hole. Uh, but yeah, those are obviously the two big ones. I could have swore Junior Fernandez had the. I should have looked that up. Mike Schmidt or what? Not Mike Schmidt. Schilt. Schilt. Mike Schmidt, <laughs> Phillies, Creek, third baseman. <laughs> had it before the season started too, right? Though. I don't remember. I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did. But all right. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, and a lot of these aren't showing symptoms still yet, or are they are they asymptomatic, or are they just. Are they just actually showing symptoms now? I don't know what's going I'm, on. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think they had. I think these were positive tests, and they had some more showing symptoms. Okay. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I haven't read too much on it, honestly. But yeah, yeah. Cardinals. When, I mean, have they said when they're going to play again? So they said I think the earliest would be Sunday. Is when they can play, um, but they have to all. They're not like they haven't traveled anywhere. Yeah, they're yeah. still so, in the same place, so even, they have to be cleared to travel. If if they do play within their next series or two, which what's today Tuesday, we're, yeah. we are recording this on August fourth. Um, so even if they do play by the end of this week, there's a good possibility you're not going to see Yachty behind the plate. Yeah, you won't. So I mean, Weeders will be back there for the next couple of days. I still don't understand why the hell this is another thing that goes back towards Manford. Why only a three man uh, taxi squad? Because when one guy gets it, it is probably going to be an outbreak, at least towards five or six. It's going to be more players going to test positive than what your taxi squad holds. Why not have a six to ten man taxi squad? I don't get why that is such has to be such a tight window. So there is like kind of like a minor league farm system oh, going on right now. Yeah, but the taxi squad travels with the team, and one of them has to be a catcher. Yeah. Um, who was one of the guys, one of the bigger guys that didn't get called up this year? Um, that we thought was, and I can't remember, was it Carlson? Did he not get called up this year for the Cardinals? Uh, he is not on the current roster. Yeah. Now. Just bring him up, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, now, and, now it's the best time to do it. I don't, I don't want to get into too much Cardinal talk, yeah. but the offense was lackluster through the early parts of the oh, year. Oh, for sure. They were classic and Cardinals. What it's going to have to be, it's going to be Lane Thomas or Dylan Carlson. It's going to be the spark plug playing center field. It's going to be Harrison Bader coming out of the lineup. Or even Dexter Fowler. So maybe it's Lane and Carlson, meaning center and right. But that's where the sparks can come. Because the infield, I don't. you can't really improve it. Like Tommy Edmonds playing his ass off over a third. Our middle, you know, our, our second short, great defensive pair. And they're, they're currently batting one and four. And, of course, Goldsmith's our three-hole. Actually, our infield's batting one through four. Yeah. And then, of course, you're not replacing Yachty. So the spark is coming in the outfield. I still well, I still like Tyler You can still, still have like a better Neal. hitter than Yachty, though. But Yachty's not the best hitter still. No, I mean, but he's, he's the best defensive player. But Yachty's going right, to, again, I don't want to get too much into just Cardinal talk, but but Yachty is going to have an at-bat every time. As, you know, he's always going, every time Yachty's at the plate, he's got a chance. Whereas when Bader's up, when Bader gets an extra base hit, you're surprised. If he gets an eight hit, you're surprised. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be too mean. But, but yeah, that is the thing. Like When Yachty's up there, at least he's going to battle with Bader and even Fowler right now, you know. Fowler goes on hot streaks. He's here and there, but yeah. I, I do think it's going to be the young guys that are going to be the spark because I don't think management's going to make move. But I, again, I don't want to stay on the Cardinals too long. Let's move on. Uh, John Heyman made some tweets, and you know John Heyman, he's like Toby from The Office. 
you know, he's ne- he's necessary. He's the HR guy in the office. He's necessary. He has to be there because in re- in the real world, John Heyman does break stories. He is someone to follow on Twitter because he is going to provide some some key information on Twitter. But you just can't stand him when he speaks. You know, when he says something that isn't directly, you know, breaking news or he just starts voicing to his opinion, he automatically qualifies for why did you tweet that award? And he's got a couple here. First off, this wasn't really John Heyman sounding stupid. It's just the story itself is funny. So I wanted to say it is the, the Marlins outbreak we were talking about earlier. And Derek Jeter defends the Marlins players, says that they just let their guard down in Atlanta. They weren't running around. A few left the hotel, but just for milk and a coffee, and in one case, dinner at a house. They didn't do a good job of social distance, distancing, but they weren't out carousing. Yeah, carousing. Sorry, I was not prepared I for that word. I haven't read that word in like <laughs> five years. <laughs> but, but a few left the hotel for milk. That actually came out of a grown man's mouth talking about other grown professional athletes is in Atlanta. He's, he's one of the is he one of the sponsors for uh, <laughs> milk? What is it? The uh, I don't know, what's that big he's milk a, brand? He's a prairie Muscle farms milk guy or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's a prairie farms guy. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> he just left the hotel for milk. I thought that was hilarious. That that is definitely not true. <laughs> Who who's leaving the house for milk? Like I just had to run Sam's Club and grab some milk and bread. You know. Well, yeah, you don't do that at Sam's Club for sure. You just go to your local grocery mart. But this is this one definitely qualifies for. Why did you tweet that? But back when Joe Kelly got suspended eight games, which by the way, we would have talked about this on the last show, I believe. Uh, actually, I don't remember. Uh, days are just running together now. But Joe Kelly suspended the eight games, which is the equivalent of twenty-two game suspension in a hundred sixty-two game season. Yeah, they acted like he killed a man or something. He never even actually hit someone. Yeah, no. He never even hit one. He threw behind Bregman, and then when he came off, he struck out Springer. and uh, Or no, was it Correa? Correa. He struck out Correa and then said, nice swing, bitch. (laughs) And then they had the little taunt. Love it. Love Joe Kelly. One of the saddest days of my life was when he got traded to the Red Sox from the Cardinals. But... uh, but John Heyman tweets, Joe Kelly earned every bit of that eight-game suspension. The ball was too close to Bregman's head. Kelly wasn't even on the 17 Dodgers. What John forgets is that Kelly was on the 17 Red Sox, who still got eliminated by exactly, yeah. by the Astros. So, you know, John Heyman, why, like, why do you have to talk sometimes? And neither some, I was thinking of, like, some pitchers that I really wanted, like, this year to go up against the Astros. And here's a couple I just came up with. Al Rowski, uh Jonathan Papelbon, Zambrano, Ventura, RIP, and Carr. Because these are the most competitive guys that probably talk the most shit on the mound to the other team. Mm-hmm. And this is what we need. This is what we need. Like, they're... They're mental midgets right now. They just feel like the little kid, like, in a group. Like, no, man up. Take it. He called you a bitch. So what? Yeah. And the little pouty face. I know. Exactly. That was so That's, funny. It, oh, my God. It's just a perfect storyline of like, oh, no, you know, MLB, help us out. Like, it, it just kind of seems like yeah. they're lying. The MLB did not punish them yeah. at all. They did not directly punish a single player for those actions. But then on retaliation, that doesn't even result in them being hit. And then there's taunting. A guy gets an eight-game suspension. Eight is a lot in 162 games. Like, when you get in a fight, you usually typically get a five-game. Eight games long in 162, but again, eight. Joe Kelly's been in a fight (laughs) on the mound. Eight equals 22 games. That is, like, and again, Rob Manfred, you're dropping the ball. You are now protecting the Astros. Yeah. Uh, One thing, uh, we'll we'll keep moving on. Last thing with the MLB I want to talk about. Their new playoff format breakdown. Again, we we're going to talk about this last week. We didn't get, didn't quite get to that show, but the new MLB format. It's 16 total teams. You know, we're starting to feel like the NBA over here. It's clearly a great move for the owners because they're looking to maximize pro- maximize profits. They wanted the fewest uh, regular season games, the most playoff games. So now they've got a whole extra round of playoff games. The wild card went from one single elimination between two teams to eight total series of three-game series because it's four per division. Yeah. So it's going to be laid out one through eight, you know, two through seven, your typical Mm -hmm. bracket format. 
Uh, it's going to be exciting for this year because of all that mayhem and craziness, and it is a 60-game season, and I think it, I actually kind of think it plays well for this year alone because it's such a short season. But I really hope it doesn't stick around because if you're letting 16 teams in and 162 games, now you're actually punishing a team who had a great regular season and got to coast through September. Like the Dodgers last year who won, you know, 147 games, whatever it was, but they, you know, a 100-win team who's probably running away with their division or coasting through April, and the first team they play in the playoffs has been fighting for their life, or I said April, has been, you know, they coasted through September, <laughs> uh, you know, they win in the division, they're going to the playoffs, and now their first opponent has been fighting for their life all of September and has been in playoff mode already for a month, and now they face them in a three-game series. Because we know one thing about MLB, it's all it's not who's the best, it's who's the hottest in October. Yeah. And if you are already in playoff mode... But can you be hot for five rounds of playoffs? It's a real question. It, it, but maybe they're not. Maybe they just are just the hot team because the other team, round, yeah. the other team wasn't able to flip the switch in three games. Mm-hmm. And so, again, why 162 games is too much at that point? If this would, if this would happen to continue, 162 games too much for a 16-team format where it's a three-game series in the right off the bat. Because yeah. you know, if that. If that team squeaks in as the eight seed and they got one ace, they're able to throw that ace game one. Maybe they steal it. Game two, they drop. They go into game three. They're able to hang around and then close it out with their ace. Yeah, maybe my last thought is the MLB roster is going to be turned around, flipped over probably by the end of the year. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be they're going to construct it completely different next year. Um, who knows what's going to happen with like you know the money and all that? Like Dodgers every other year are shipping people out. Boston every other year is shipping people out that they don't want to pay anymore. Um, yeah, I think just a normal roster in the MLB is going to be completely turned around within a couple of years. Restructure. They're going to look for you know different things each time now. So yeah. Um, uh, one last thing on the. The playoff format it does actually benefit the players. They got fifty million extra thrown into the playoff pool, so it does benefit them this year. I can't blame them for taking it. And again, I think it is exciting for this season, but I just hope it doesn't stick around. Yeah, because I mean, who knows what's going to be happening in what October? Yeah, and and if you want to throw in an extra wild card series, you know, it, it it still it really doesn't work because once you have Let's say you have bottom teams playing a wild card series and actually have to play three games. You know that could be the potential of three to five days. Yeah. Depending on how you line it up, that's three to five days of teams sitting home, and you can't have yeah. a team sitting at home for five days and then jump into a series and the team that just got done playing. So it's just not going to work unless you expand it all the way to where the one seed is continuously playing. And who knows? They can even start a bubble for the playoff, too. Like, you never know what's going to happen, honestly. Oh, they did say that the first round, the wild card round, technically, the three-game series between the one through eights will all be the home, the better record will host all three. Okay. Which isn't really going to matter this year because there's no fans in the stands. But Yeah. Do you want to go to the NFL now? Yeah, let's go to the NFL. All right. So, NFL opt-out. Uh, the the period to opt out is supposed to be tomorrow. It was it's been negotiated up until yesterday, I believe. Um, but so the the window for players to opt out of this season is supposed to be tomorrow at uh, I forgot when it is uh, four p.m. Eastern. There it is. The only way a player can opt out past this deadline. This is where it gets real screwed up. For one, you're telling players, hey, before we even know how this whole thing is going to work. You have to opt out by, you know, two-day notice, basically. If you haven't opted out yet, you've got a two-day notice to opt out, even though you don't know how any of this is going to work. Um, the only way to opt out past this, new diagnostic. Diagnostic. diagnosis. That's a tough one. <laughs> i got to clear the throat out. New diagnosis that he has a high-risk condition or a player's family member dies is hospitalized or otherwise moves to a medical facility because of COVID-19 or related conditions. The only two ways you can opt out. So if you get in this and realize like, you know what? This isn't worth it. This isn't worth putting my family at risk. Doesn't matter. You can't opt out unless you fall under one of those two categories. 
Yeah, I mean, like with the, uh, I mean, not even going back to baseball, but a lot of times this outbreak is going to hit a team and it's going to hit quickly. And that's good that they are having this, but I don't know. This just seems like it's weird. Give them like another week in the camp and just kind of see how it feels. Yeah, like, honestly. Yeah, that's a good point. Give yeah. them training camp. Exactly. Give them training camp to decide. And then before they make the cuts and like cut people, and it's awkward phone call. Hey, mm. you actually need you back. <laughs> the the only thing that benefits this is, <laughs> it, and it's on a lighter side. The only thing this benefits is fantasy football. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, really, because it doesn't benefit the players at all. This is this is bullshit for the players. But on a fantasy football side, you know, it's like all right, I'm just gotta wait till this opt out period, and then yeah, I can you set, definitely figure out my have draft. to hold your draft till like that first weekend before the. Honestly, the season starts. But yeah, I feel like the players are kind of getting screwed over here. You know, we'll, we'll see how this goes from there on. That was a tweet from uh, from Tom Pelissero uh, breaking that on how players can opt out. But yeah, I feel like the players are really getting screwed there. One guy who is definitely not going to get screwed this year by the virus, anyways, is my man Gardner Minshew, the man of men. I want him to hang on to the starting job so bad. He's just, he's an enigma. He's so fun to watch, you know, the mustache and everything. So he was on the COVID list for, I think, I think it was less than two days. I need to fact check this, but I'm holding a mic in one hand, so I'm just not going to be able to do it. So if I'm wrong here, I know it wasn't very long. It definitely wasn't even a week. I want to say he was on it for less than two days. He was brought off the COVID list and said, I did not contract the virus it took one look at me and ran the other way, probably in its best interest. <laughs> now, this is kind of where, you know, as a, you know, a, a duo that drinks, does beer and alcohol actually kill the virus? <laughs> you know, I don't think they have any scientific studies yet, but <laughs> exactly, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> We're not actually telling you to drink more. To prevent this, but <laughs> I think Gardamenchu being the character that he is, and just you know, you know, a boy's boy is kind of we call him, right? A yeah. boy's boy. Um, it sounds super weird when a boy or a man actually calls another man that, but <laughs> sounds very really weird. The, the from legend, a guy in his mid twenties, yeah, mid, mid to late twenties, to say a boy's the boy. The legend of Gardamenchu <laughs> continues on with this yeah, story. Continues to grow, and I love every minute of it. And again, I really hope he. Uh, stays as a starting, like keeps the starting quarterback gig. And speaking of fantasy football, go draft Gardner. If you're if you're a guy like me who likes to wait on quarterback, just go get Gardner late. Or if you're in a two quarterback league, get Gardner late because guess what? Throwing wise, he had the same throwing numbers as Kyler last year. Yeah, he just, I mean, no, he just doesn't quite sure. have the rushing yards, but he's going to get some because his offensive line isn't great. Honestly, but, wait until you see what his wide receiver core is like. But. He did well. <laughs> one of his former receivers, well, one Me. of the former Jag receivers. It's he. Uh, I think he's in Miami this year. But Alan Hearns, he just opted out recently. Did Marquise Lee do it? Marquise Lee yeah. opted out. But he's with the Patriots. Yeah. Um. So no one on his team exactly has opted out, but they did just add a weapon for him in Lavisca Chenault. So between DJ Chark and Lavisca Chenault, which is a great wide receiver junior. duo name. Junior, first of all. Junior. Chark, Junior, Chark. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that could be a very fun group there in Jacksonville. Well, yeah, no one, no big um, offensive name that really impacts fantasy, anyways, has opted out. Others, other than uh, Damian Williams, who now frees up Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Not trying to get onto a fantasy football spiel because everyone knows that could happen for me in just a second. But it will be interesting to see who else opts out. If any other big names. Uh, obviously, the Patriots, I think half their teams opted out. So, you know, who knows what they're going to be rolling out. But They'll figure it out. They'll, yeah, they're going to figure it out. When, whenever they are, you know, hosting a playoff game in January, same old Patriots. Same old Patriots. Yeah, they're going to try to outsmart you. So. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a bubble idea for the NFL. So, I, I mentioned early in the show that a bubble just would not work. For you know the the way the NBA and NHL is doing it, where it's just one host city or two host cities, it's not going to work for the NFL. Way too many people between you know they right. got they got the fifty like man five hundred people on a team. Yeah, fifty three man roster. You got a twenty plus man coaching staff. I mean, each team you're probably talking just between players and personnel over hundred people. 
because you're also talking about they're they're probably going to have some trainers, kind of taxi squad. Like Fifty trainers too. So okay, so we have a whole village per team. We're not going to be able to bubble them. So here's my idea. I have it mapped out for 14 games. I don't have a full 16, but I have it mapped out for 14. So maybe, oh, drop my cord. Maybe just have a 14 game season. That's what I'm saying. Or someone else come in and help me find the other two games. But this is my proposal. You do four host cities, and each host city hold host is two divisions, so eight teams total. For, yeah. Okay. So let's say you know the NFC North was scheduled to play the NFC South. Well, in St. Louis, right? Maybe. Yeah. Let's have it at the Dome. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been used. It's definitely no Corona in there. <laughs> they still have the same turf from the Rams. <laughs> Uh, but so the NFC North was supposed to play the NFC South this year. So let's just say you bubble them together. So the NFC North will play each other first while the NFC South plays each other, right? And then once you're done playing your division, you play the other division, and now you're seven weeks into the season. Then you have a league wide bye while everyone shifts cities and we get two new divisions in the same city. So league wide bye this time. That way they're able to quarantine, make sure there's no outbreaks, and then you do the same thing but reverse. You play the other division. Once you're through them, you play your own division again because you do that in the regular season anyways. You're going to play your own division twice. So there you go. You play your own division first, then the other division you're there with. So again, if it was the NFC North, they would play the, their own division, then the South, then they would travel to wherever, play that other new division, then they'd play themselves again. You're 14 games in. You're ready to go to the playoffs. Boom. Right, I saw the ball. No, I saw the ball. What are we going to do with that week without any football? No, you just have to quarantine make sure there's no outbreaks. Well, I know that. Because what are we going to do? There's buys. Well, I mean, there's buys anyways. Yeah, but there's we not just made a whole it, week of no football. We just made it four months without anything. I think we can survive one weekend without football. <laughs> They'll just play. We'll make NFL Game Pass free again just for that weekend. <laughs> By the way, I was super excited when that was became free. And I think I watched three games on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was free that for like, like you, honestly. I think it was free for like two months. I watched like three games. It was so cool. But I just never I just never turned it on. Honestly, but, you oh. should be working for the organization of the NFL. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Obviously. Is it an oh. organization? Sure. It's a league. It's not a, yeah, it's not an organization. It's a company, I guess. <laughs> it's an LLC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you play two games on Saturday, two on Sunday per bubble because you probably only have one field. So you do a... Yeah, turf can hold whatever you want to, so... Yeah, but you play at like a noon and a four, so you have a little bit of window. Yeah. Or maybe a noon and a five or something. Yeah. And then on Saturday, and you do the same thing on Sunday. Luckily, you well, then I need Saturday and Sunday off for work. <laughs> That's going to be a little tough. <laughs> a little tough. <laughs> for people that work in grocery stores, it is tough, trust me. <laughs> Going to uh, bubble hockey now... Uh, yeah. It's a, uh, it's interesting. It's so fun to watch. There's still fights. The intensity is still there in the NHL. I don't even know. I messed up three letter. I don't even know if I called it the NHL first. <laughs> but I'm talking about hockey here. A little stick and puck action. I gotta say, hockey is working so well with their bubble. Like it really is. Yeah. Their bubbles working. Over, I think in- it's like 2,000 tests done and zero zero. But positive. just just the game itself isn't losing that much. Like. As a fan, when I'm watching the Blues, I obviously want to see the crowd and everything and the atmosphere, but it's still working. I'm still enjoying the game, the experience of watching it on TV. I don't think it's really lost that much. Oh, no, it's definitely. They, they have a little bit of the sound, too, for uh, the crowd and everything, and they'll play your goal anthem when you score. Everything feels right still watching it. I think that... Um, I think that it's fair. It's justice. Like, you're playing the best teams. The first four seeds are playing the best teams. So they're still getting a good action, and they're still getting play. It just seems all fair. Like, it just seems yeah. right. It fits like a glove, but and, it's hockey. And I, I feel like the only two non-fan bubbles that are really working is the NHL and the NBA, where, like, the non-fans being there, the game's not hurting itself. Like, yeah. like the MLB was not terrible – I feel like there's but, more hatred in hockey than in MLB. MLB is just kind of oh, like, it seems like yeah. a friendly... No, it know. is. It's definitely yeah. the game where the MLB, there's really no on-field rivals other than right now if you're playing the Astros. Exactly. But everyone else is kind of like buddy-buddy because a lot of people train in the off-season together and yeah. stuff. 
So, yeah, but the NHL, it's still like, hey, I'm about to punch your face off. Yeah, and like baseball, too, like these these elite players like Connor McDavid, McKinnon, I don't mean, just, it, you know, there's a whole list of it, but you see them shine. You see why they are the best players. And the MLB, you're still getting your best players that aren't performing that well just yet, too. Yeah. Um, like I said, with hockey, and goalies have been actually outstanding, making amazing saves. I don't know if it's just because, you know, their, their preparation for the, this season has been better than, like, actual hockey play. But, um, but no, everything just seems so well. I mean, obviously, if you're watching the Islanders, they're so boring to watch, but it's still playoff hockey at the same time. Yeah. There's still a little bit of electricity in the air. How about, how about uh, McDavid with that hattie, though? He, his goals, <laughs> he just flies. He just, that was, I don't know, I don't get him. He's that was so cool to watch. They actually had people that worked at the, at the facility come down and throw some yeah, hats exactly, on the ice. Yeah. That was still cool. Do we, do we want to talk about, whoa, I can't whoa. talk. I, I just fumbled that <laughs> sentence like the Blues fumbled away that game the other night. Do we want to talk about the Blues' first game? Just real fast. I think we can talk about it and I'm biased. Was, that was, in, I don't care, let's be biased. We're, we're both obviously Blue fans. Closest. We live in St. Louis. We're in a St. Louis community. That was insane. And I, I freaking called it, too. Because oh, exactly. They were, if they we were take leaving, penalty under two minutes, we're losing the game. How, we and, are. And how about, I mean, can we just keep a camera? Let's do picture in picture. We have the big screen is the game itself, and the small picture in the right is just Bruby. <laughs> and all, just him talking to everyone. Yeah. Like, he's so fun to watch. Like, yeah. when they put it on Chief there, and he's going at a ref, you know, he, you know, in, in a nice term, you know, he told him, you know, same thing's been happening down there that you just called right here. Yeah, exactly. And then we take the penalty with, what, a minute? Was It was under a minute and a half, it wasn't was, it? Yeah, it was, right, it was right just under two minutes. And I, then, yeah, and then... The Blues themselves leave Benny out to dry. The, well, they were all entire, exhausted, yeah. Yeah, they, they were, were exhausted. exhausted. But, I mean, that game, they could have scored with a minute left, but Benny was just saving us. And we were leaving him out to dry like it was the first this year of Game 7. This is preparation for the NHL Finals. <laughs> it was just, like game, Cup finals. It was just yeah. like game 7 at Stanley Cup. We left Benny out to dry yeah. the entire first period. And we he need won to us. build up his muscles and legs and, and confidence. And, but, man, I just... Now there, the, the way the way that goal went in, yeah, there's never it was been unbelievable. a situation where a team has lost with less time. No, and there wasn't yeah. time. But again, going back to the uh, Craig Berube PNP, whenever they luckily had him on the TV, but when the ref announced it was a good goal, put point one second left on yeah. the clock. No, they're just like, no, we're going. Like we're leaving. <laughs> Did you see his face? I saved the gift. It'll be used. For sure, on the 401Pod account, at 401Pod. Don't forget to follow us at 401Pod, at Tanner Ward 7. Um, but his face was just priceless right there. I think having Steen in the box for the 10-minute review is also hilarious because he just <laughs> sat there all by himself. He was quarantining for yeah, there. <laughs> all by himself. Hey, grab a test while you're in there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. No, it was awesome. The NHL is doing great. Let's, you know, continue to hope. Yeah, good and, success. And, and the and the oh. series going on right now are exciting. Like yeah. actually adding these teams, that's been exciting. The Blackhawks hate them, but they won that they first game. They look like the best team. They in won this that level. first game, yeah. and then they were tied three all with the Oilers late in the second. And then the Oilers, obviously, you know McDavid. McDavid, yeah. McDavid Not happened. The Oilers, McDavid did it. And then it, they ended up winning six three over the Blackhawks. But like yeah. just the fact I mean, that they were like they were basically the best team in hockey for yeah. a game and a half. Even the games and they, they should have been home. Even the games that don't really matter, like I was watching Washington and the Lightning yesterday. Two electric teams. Doesn't matter if they win or lose. They went to shootouts, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was a, such an exciting game to watch. The Blues in Colorado. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the best talent entertainment-wise, um, but still just great, great, great hockey. Yeah. Um, here's, uh, here's some things I kind of forgot about uh, because it's been so long. But just how bad some teams were, the teams that, the teams that didn't get to come to the bubble. So the Blues finished the regular season in quotations with ninety four points. <laughs> what is that pure pop? I just try to be quiet for you, man. I know you and your concentration. Let it rip. Yeah, I, it's gone now. <laughs> no, but the Blues finished the regular season ninety four points. Uh, you had Boston at one hundred, Washington at ninety. San Jose, who we defeated last year in the Western Conference Finals, obviously 
you know, lost people. They're definitely not the same team this year as they were last year. 63 points is what they finished with. They had the fewest. They had a lot of injuries, though. They did. They did. Again, like I said, they're not the same and team. And they got rid of their captain, Pavelski. Yep. Yeah. Again, not the same team, but it is kind of crazy, like that turnover. Like, you have a window, you miss it. You know, you don't you don't win in that window. All of a sudden, it's over. All of a sudden, it's done. And then all of a sudden, you're the worst team in the Western <laughs> Conference at 63 points. Let's look at the Eastern Conference, where Ottawa, who they were, was it two years ago? <clears throat> Excuse me, I keep having to clear my my throat. Was it two years ago or three years ago they were in the Eastern Conference Finals? Like it wasn't that long ago. It, it was a while ago. I think you're thinking like a five year difference here. Taylor. It was not five years ago. I, I they had like, they, they were even, a good team. They were a good team. I just I they weren't like even a threat. Years. I thought they lost to the Capitals. Yeah, you're, don't Conference. close me on these. No, these it's a, I'm going especially for I'm the Eastern down. Conference. I'm putting it down. <laughs> Capitals definitely beat Ottawa to get there, um, but that again. But they had a bad year last year. But anyways, my point being, Ottawa had the few, second fewest points in the East at 62, which is one point less than San Jose. Do you want to guess what Detroit had? They had like 38, didn't they? 39. <laughs> <laughs> I and they still that. didn't get the first overall pick. How messed up is that? <laughs> I just read that. There's a chance over. that the one of the teams that loses in this first qualifying has a 12% chance of getting that first round. First there round. should be a rule. If you, if you are the worst team in the NHL by more than 20 points, yeah. <laughs> you should automatically get the first round pick. If you are that into tanking, just take it. Just <laughs> You well, just that it. city you deserves it. it. The city <laughs> deserves it. What have they had? They've had oh. Matt Stafford break his back, have coronavirus. I don't know if he did. I think he I did. I don't know, but, but you've had the Lions. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did They did get the Pistons in what? the? They've got upset by Ohio State like the last five years. Yeah, you're, since you got Jim Harbaugh, that was, that was cool for like a year, but he's never even played within Ohio State. Yeah, Detroit needs a win. They should have got the first pick. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Uh, you yeah. know the NHL? That was good NHL talk. Huh? Little, that was some good NHL talk. Yeah. Uh, something. Let's jump to a topic I'm, that I'm kind of surprised I'm jumping to, but let's jump to soccer. <laughs> really, what I want to talk about is MLS for the Lou. So, like, what 2023 is when we should so have they an push MLS it back. Team. Yes. But the team name. The name is supposed to be announced August 13th, which that, that could be pushed back. We don't which know yet. We just got a team name, the Krakens, which I think everyone was on board with. And honestly. another one, a football team. A football team? No, that was a team name, football team. The Washington football team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got that the same day. We so got the two, Kraken. Two, yeah. We got the Kraken and <laughs> football names. team the same day, yeah. So uh, the, the, the uh, MLS for the Lou, uh, what is that? Is that like a hashtag or... Yeah, it was a hashtag. It was, okay. a, it was a campaign movement. So, you know. St. Louis's new team name, it'll be announced August 13th, apparently. We'll see if it happens. Yeah. But the fan submissions. There were some amazing fan submissions. Here's four that I really liked. I saw on Twitter. St. Louis Laser Snakes. Top tier. Laser. Top tier. Laser. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the Chupacabras. What is still pretty good. It's it's it'll mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the the, the capybaras. So I don't really know. I don't really know what a chupacabra is, or not a chupacabra, but a, a, a cap capybara. Whatever. It's it's a little. I think it's like a little Australian thing. I meant to look up how to pronounce it before, in case I was like capicola, like capicola, greatest capicola on this planet. And then another one of my personal favorites, the St. Louis Kiki McKickertons Football Club. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Clever look, fits right in yeah, our community. Great look, look yeah. why are we not? Why are we even getting a soccer team if we're not going to entertain names like Laser Snakes and the Kiki McKickertons? Heck, this is probably the most like St. Louis has had fun in the last two months. Look, <laughs> if we had two awesome strikers, we could nickname them Laser and Blazer. <laughs> How much fun would that be? The fans could be like the Snake Squad. Or um, or like our black hole, you know, like a little section in there. They okay. could just be Slytherin. Yeah, no, I don't like that. <laughs> you don't like that? Okay. <laughs> our mascot. Who doesn't want to see a guy just dressed up in a snake costume, just like slew, like trying to like do the worm around the place? He has to be on his belly the like, whole time. <laughs> it's like it's like a costume. Yeah. It's it's a mascot costume with no arms. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine the guy suffering in there? 
Or it could be like uh, one of those, uh, like the Chinese parades with the dragon, like oh, just have a whole bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. I like yeah, that. Look, yeah. every match. Here's here's my idea. If we're the late snakes, every match, ten minutes left in the game, we release an actual snake into the field. On the field. Pure chaos, and we attach a laser pointer to it. <laughs> I think that would. Uh, you just like you're dribbling yeah. the ball, and then you notice like a like a laser bead on what your kind leg, of snake? and you like just freak out. I mean, for safety reasons, we probably shouldn't make it poisonous. So, is Gardner's sake poisonous? I don't. A water mock is so. <laughs> that one's pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> well, there will be what some if it's fatalities. Raining? Yeah, if it's raining. You definitely have to put a water mock sit out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not talking as loud, but yeah, no, uh, I'm just saying dumb things, so I don't want to talk as loud. But yeah. <laughs> let it rip, man. You got a dumb idea, let it rip, but. The- I just want to have some fun with the uh, the ML, MLS fan submissions. And everyone is afraid of snakes, for sure. Though. Yeah. We hey, can all agree on that. Hey, right? if you have an MLS fan submission, tweet it to us, at 41pod, and uh, we'll try and make a graphic for it. Send it over to MLS. We'll, we'll get it in before August 13th. Maybe it'll take our, 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 uh, oh, our idea. Two weeks away? Yeah. A week and a half? Two weeks? What do we got here? August 4th, right now. All We're right. almost there. Send it in, people. Yeah, send it in. Uh, you got anything else here? Uh, sports-wise, no. Not really. I think that's going to wrap up the sports part. Um, I have a little story to tell that I have a war raging in my backyard with nature. It's not Things aren't going well back there. And you don't live in nature. You live I in don't. the city. <laughs> I, just, I moved to St. Louis a little over two months ago. And, yeah, I'm battling nature. So first thing started uh, our grill. We got a, a new propane grill. And I was Very battling. Shiny. Oh yeah, it was awesome. I love love this grill. I grill on it, you know, three four times a week probably. Honestly, that's not a lot. <laughs> At least twice a week. Uh, but I'm battling. I was battling a cardinal. Uh, his name's Fred. I named him Fred. Uh, he's. I think he's got a nest around the area. He's very protective. So basically, Fred lives up in a tree. Have I told this on the podcast? I don't think I've told maybe, it on. The maybe podcast. I don't know though. But but Fred, you know, he flies down. He sits on the propane grill. Because uh, the propane tank, I the, the tank, not the grill. He sits on the propane tank. It, it sits outside the grill itself. He just sits on it, poops everywhere, and then there's a shelf that hangs off the grill. He sees his reflection in it. He thinks it's another cardinal. He's very territorial, <laughs> and he just flies up into this and attacks it. And so he's scratching up the bottom of my shelf. He's pooping all over my my back porch. And so me and Fred have been battling for a while. So I went and bought a grill cover. And that is, for the most part, taking care of Fred. There are some nights where I'm letting the grill uh, cool off, and he comes back, and he's sitting around. He's just eyeing it. Uh, you know, I, I've tried to scare Fred off here and there. It doesn't really work. Now I have even a bigger problem. I got some raccoons, which I had heard there were some in the neighborhood, because apparently a man who lived here in this neighborhood years and years ago used to feed the raccoons. So they actually had to call animal control and have, like, 50 raccoons removed, is what I heard. Don't know that's exaggerated, but there's some raccoons in the area. Okay. Now I got some of these little bastards coming in at night. They're going... Trash pandas is what they're called. They're going under my uh, grill cover, and at first it started with the grease trap. If it was had any grease in it, they would take it out, and I guess they were licking up grease and munching on, you know, some... Not very nutritious. <clears throat> Definitely not nutritious. Okay. Then I guess I took the grease trap away, and I guess that led them to try and get up in the grill. So there's this little piece. It's not stuck to anything. It just sits there. They started knocking it out of the way. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do about these guys. Well, now it became full on war because now they're getting up under there. And I have five little, it, it, it's, it's like a triangle. It's kind of shaped like angle iron. But like there's three of them that cover up the actual, um, where the fire comes out okay. to make sure it doesn't flame up. And then there's two extra ones there. They, yeah. they took one of them. What? What? No, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> There's seriously, I only have four left. There was five. There's four left. It's gone. I looked around the yard. I don't know where it is. It's probably in a neighbor's yard. They stole it. They are trash pandas. They, they legit <laughs> stole part of my grill. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fight these things. Uh, but everything else is still laying around. But everything you, else you, you can tell. You got to get a stake out for sure. I can't stay up that long. <laughs> Like, I can't stay up I'll that long. You. <laughs> my, I'll help you. I was talking to my dad about it, which, you know, we, we I grew up in very rural Missouri, and, which, by the way, very tough word to say. <laughs> Royale. 
<laughs> and he told me to, to set a live trap. And I was like, that's, you know, that's a good idea. Um, I could catch the little bastard, but what if there's a family? You're only going to catch one of them. You're and two, one. what would I do with it if I caught it? Because you can't just go over to Forest Park and release it, you know. you got to find somewhere to go put this thing. Well, you definitely could do that. Though. He did He did actually suggest my last day at my current <laughs> job to go <laughs> shop over there. Or in someone's car that you hate. <laughs> yeah. I sure. don't know what to do. Last night, my approach was I took, we have some cardboard boxes still in our basement. Um, so we haven't got all our recycling out yet. So I took cardboard box. I found a brick outside. It was the only loose one around. I thought I had more. only had one. I put it in there just for a little weight, and I shoved it through the little shelf area. There's like a gap. Originally, I thought I could set the propane tank in there, so I unscrewed it, tried to fit it, just won't fit. So I tried this box, shoved the box through the gap, and it's just tight enough to where I don't think they can move it out of the way. So it worked last night. Uh, I also stuck a 2x4 through the little bit remaining gap. It was literally just big enough between the top of my grill and the box to fit the 2x4 there. And when I put the grill cover back on, it looked like my grill had a boner. <laughs> All right. Um, hopefully you don't run into some, like, steroided uh, trash pandas, but right? you know, lifting no, the bricks they're, over head easily. No, they're going to be fat as hell because they've been munching on grease. That's yeah, all they've been that getting. That is true. <laughs> I mean, I, there might be some protein in grease. I don't know anything I don't, about grease. I don't think so. Wise. I definitely don't think it's nutritious. Like, I'm pretty sure that grease is not good for you. Apparently, it was a good movie. I didn't ever really liked it, but yeah, I don't, I don't, eh, yeah, yeah, no. I feel like not it, didn't, it just didn't, didn't age well for our time, you know. A lot of drugs. A lot of drugs in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's an interesting story. I don't know how you get yourself in all these pickles, really. I Constantly think it's in a pickle, prepared man. me for life, honestly. Like what you're going through with your little backyard that you have, mm -hmm. and it's this much trouble. Mm -hmm. Like this is what you go to school for is problem solving, right? Yeah. All I learned in school is how to construct a sentence. Well, kind of. <laughs> Write an AP style. <laughs> <laughs> Oxford commas. Who, when, <laughs> where? <laughs> when in doubt, leave it out. That's what I learned. No, you put it in. No, <laughs> put it in. <laughs> we, we went to the same school and learned very different things. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No. That's a great podcast, though, right there, Tanner. Yeah. That's not too shabby. Uh, I I was going to come up with a promotion off the top of my head, but I couldn't think of one. Um, follow us at 401pod follow me at TannerWord7 follow my fantasy football account at H or at HeartlandFF uh, that's st I'm still working on stuff there I got a busy schedule guys and I'm working on things so pumping out this podcast to you trying to get some fantasy football content out to you and uh, trying to entertain you on my own pod or on my own uh, social media not easy not easy and I gotta go play softball tonight trying to hit some more dingers honestly you sound like the Astros right now. And I'm not going to back you up like Manford. You need to get your shit done, bro. <laughs> Honestly. Man, I, it I, probably would help if his co-host would do some of the <laughs> the back-breaking work <laughs> of this podcast. Wait, I, now that you say that, do you want to bring a trash can to the softball game tonight and just bang on it when bitches are coming in? Can you do, like, get on a plastic <laughs> trash can? Oh, my God, that would be hilarious. They, use, the metal, they use a metal one, didn't they? Did they? Oh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know what they used. <laughs> like an old school fucking, like, uh, hey, trash can with your car, like, metal one? <laughs> I don't know what they used, but, God, that would be funny. All right. <laughs> Actually, you ran into a trash, a plastic <laughs> trash can the other day. I did, yeah. <laughs> so some bastard was parked in front of my house. I get so mad at people parking in my house, but it is street parking, so like, yeah. it, it's fine. But I have literally enough room for one spot in front of my house, and someone was truck there. Life. Don't get a truck in the city. Someone was there, and so I had to park across the street, and those neighbors, people don't usually park in front of their house, so they had their trash cans sat out actually in their spot, which again, the yard, the spot... Sidewalk spot is just wide enough for one vehicle, and then it's the driveways. And so I'm backing this up in their spot directly across the street, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to back up until I tap it, and then I should be clear of both driveways in front and behind me. And I smoke it <laughs> and knock it over, <laughs> and all this trash comes flying out of there. 
So that's why the trash pandas are getting yeah, back. Well, they're probably that's like, this guy's cool. He'll let us do this. <laughs> so yeah, actually, if you if you're still listening, uh, tweet at uh, at four hundred one pod. I messed up my Twitter. Don't say so. <laughs> at four hundred one pod. Tweet us at four hundred one pod. Trash pandas. Hashtag trash pandas. I can get down with that. Yeah, maybe a gif of a raccoon because they're being a real bitch right now. Send that. And I will Venmo you ten dollars. I will. Uh, I will I'll, I'll DM you for your info. I'll, I'll Venmo you ten dollars. Yeah, we'll do that. And if on upon that you send me a screenshot that you're following at Heartland FF, I'll send you additional ten dollars. That's twenty bones right there. We're talking. Can, we're talking free money here. I can buy you a thirty pack. <laughs> we're talking. Easily. We're talking free money or two two natties. Two thirty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> buy all the natty in the world. You drink, you could buy some. If you want good beer, it's not going to buy you as much. But <laughs> all right, let's wrap this thing up again. At four hundred one pod, at Heartland FF, at Tanner Ward seven. Hell, if you're really feeling it, at in does shot four seven. If you want to feel the love tonight, you can follow me. All right, we're wrapping this up. Thanks for stopping by the four hundred one for episode forty one. We will be back sometime. Well, I start a new job next week, so we got to figure out a new new day. News to me. Yeah. News to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll figure this out off air. All right. Hey, everyone have a good day. We'll see you. Deep in the rain, go. Got the crib one falls in the mango. I bought my mama.